0: Welcome to the PowerCast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. Okay, so absolute pleasure today to have uh, Leah on the podcast, on the PowerCast. So,
1: Hello. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, slightly different uh, guest. So in terms of accolades, I don't know quite where to start with this. So three times Guinness World Record holder. Uh <laughs> Competitive eating, so I think we're gonna go for that first. Um, please explain.
1: Um, so I, I'm i a UK professional competitive eater. Uh, it means that I am no longer just a have a go hero in a uh, restaurant environment. I'm um, kind of known for being able to eat one quite fast and to quite a lot of food for a girl of my size. Um, Competitive eating kind of, it came quite a lot later in my life. It was not something I ever aspired to be or aspired to do. It was just something that I was particularly um, good at. And uh, I kind of honed in. um, And I, I think in a way I was kind of sucked into that world. So I am now a competitive eater. My first ever challenge was in 2013. And it was literally my brother challenged me. And I rose to it. And that was it. What was the challenge? So at the time, I was dieting for a bikini show because primary to all of this for me, the number one thing is fitness in my life. I've always been this fit girl. I've always been into sports, sports, rugby, into just staying in shape and having that lifestyle. And in 2013, I was competing for a bikini show, um, a UK BFF bikini show. And I was dieting for 16 weeks. And during that diet, my brother was doing a food challenge at a local restaurant called Crust in Shirley. Okay. Um, and every single week for 10 consecutive weeks on my diet, he would come back and tell me he'd failed. And obviously, because I'm a red-blooded woman and he's my brother, I bantered him massively for it. So he called so me out and he was like... It. Yeah, well, I just said like, oh, you're rubbish, you know, just like a normal sibling would. And he obviously called me out on it and said, okay, then Leah, you think you can do better? Come and show me. And long story short, I went and I showed him how it is that he do a challenge. So that was the one that he kept failing was a burger challenge. And I ended up going in and doing that. They just launched a dessert challenge and I just off the back of a prep. All I wanted was sugar, so yeah, I went what, what for it. What was the
0: dessert?
1: Um, it was a waffle stack. It was like six waffles high, like a big a tower of them. them. Yeah, you think, it, people found it a lot harder than you'd think, because they're not the soft waffles, they're the really dense I Belgian think. waffles. Yeah. yeah oh, they're, they're good. And it was like, oh god, I, can, I still remember it now, I'm getting, like, I'm getting emotional. It was layered with Brownies, Nutella, they had marshmallows ice cream, uh, a whole apparently a whole jar of peanut butter in there, so it's a lot of calories, but it was delectable
0: how um so after obviously you did that obviously I presume that's that soon after you competed um, yeah how how did this escalate from there?
1: oh my God, so okay back then i was not on social media um i didn't i had facebook but i didn't have instagram i didn't have i had no idea with the whole world of youtube and i was a very it sounds ridiculous and completely yeah it's strange to say it now but i was really really shy yeah. um i just i didn't like the exposure mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't want it i i People, I was always kind of thrust into spotlights and I never really wanted it for myself. Yeah. I was just a designer like through and through. Um, so back then I didn't really, I didn't really show or publicize any of the stuff yeah. that I did. I just kind of word of mouth got round, certain restaurants heard about me. And then I get a phone call to my workplace at the time. This was in two thousand. 1415 um from a tv company called tv tokyo and they were casting for team gb for the world championship eating competition which was going to be held in new york so they invited me as one of 15 to 20 people to go and compete in london as battle of the big eaters the uk team and I went to London I didn't expect anything of it they were obviously paying us for our time and it just felt really worth it um, and I won and I was I did a food challenge for TV Tokyo on the Thames on a boat in winter <laughs> this is eating- odd
0: question how do you prepare for a food challenge do you eat that day or do you just not do you just eat nothing like beforehand or- um
1: it really did used to depend. Now I tend to not eat the day that I'm doing a challenge yeah. um, because now I see it more as a um, far more as a job than a hobby yeah. or anything fun. And also the calories in versus calories out dynamic. Yeah. So I'd rather give myself that leeway and just use it. Kind it sounds counterintuitive, but a bit of a refeed and just yeah. bump that hour, eat that food, and then yeah so it depends what it is. If it's a speed challenge, I eat normally. If not, if I'm doing something big, I tend to try and fast for as long as I can. Um obviously it can't be too long because your stomach will shrink.
0: So this is the first thing I wanted to ask you is how on earth do you manage to stay in like any kind of shape doing this? How often do you do a food challenge? Surely it, it's not every week.
1: No. See, yeah. I can tell you know what you're talking about because that question is often asked to me as if I do this every day. Yeah. So no the the idea that the idea behind my physique it's it's a bit bizarre. I never had an uh, an image of how I wanted to look ever. Yeah. So how I've looked is just how I've put um, product
0: to training and joining the gym.
1: Yeah, my body's Your reflecting lifestyle. what I do most of the time. So yeah. I didn't think, okay, I want to I want to be I want like great glutes you know and i'm just going to smash out glutes i just i trained like a bro i eat like a bro i you know i I just i'm very mindful and very conscious and i've been through the bad dieting and all that so i've got myself to a place where i kind of know what my body can eat and how i can maintain my own physique um in terms of balancing the challenges it, it comes down to calories in versus calories out for me. So I think, okay, if I'm doing a huge challenge in a month, I need X amount of weeks to recover. And then, so in those weeks, I'll do maybe a speed challenge where I'm eating probably a few hundred calories. It's not going to like send me off the edge, but just something impressive that I can put on YouTube, put the content out there and kind of carry on with my life and maintain my physique. But I I hate to call it a a balance because obviously it's on a very extreme scale, but it is my balance. And in a way, I think if people can take a little bit from that, you don't have to do these crazy stunts. You can maintain your physique just doing you and enjoying your life.
0: Because that—that's the, the first thing I was like when I saw that—is what you do. It's like insane. So, and in terms of after obviously these events, how do you manage the digestive distress that I imagine comes from uh, when it's like? I imagine the, the fast ones probably aren't so bad, but I imagine the ones with like. Yeah. Who can you the most chicken wings, or I don't know what, what it is you eat? Like what would what you eat? Yeah. What you at yeah, last, the last competitions.
1: The last challenge you'll see it on the I'm on um, Channel Four tonight. You'll okay. see it on there. And my last challenge was what, about. What channel? That's
0: what right, you said. What, ch- what program is it? Ca-
1: it's a battle of the super eaters on channel okay. four. It's at 9. PM tonight. Okay. And they follow three. He's rare after people.
0: that, but like just in case anyone wants to go back on for a deal. It.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's it. Go catch up. Um, so you'll see on there. The last challenge I did was a meter long hot dog challenge, um, a chili dog. And I can't possibly think of anything worse to eat in my life. Like I just cannot, but obviously for me to job, so I just do it. But, that wasn't so difficult to recover from. That wasn't a huge window of time where I eat. I think, luckily for me, I, I'm i quite a fast eater. Yeah, so even if it's eat. big, yeah, I think it, when it's big and daunting, it's better to just get it fast and allow your body to start suffering while, while you're eating. Yeah. It's awful. It's just so awful. Um, I'm getting all kinds of memories. I've had, I've had awful times where I found it difficult to recover. I've had times where I've had almost a week of no appetite i felt fatigued i felt sluggish and i think the main thing from each one is that not every challenge is the same not every challenge is as big not every challenge takes me as long so i just think of it like that and put it into perspective of weight and calories and if i know roughly how many calories i'm ingesting i would just up my activity levels literally that is the best way to recover yeah so if you're really like, imagine Christmas Day. This is what I put this down to people. You eat, you eat on average ten thousand calories on Christmas Day. It is horrendous, and people. I, I ate an
0: pie, pie last Christmas myself, which was probably about, about ten thousand in one go. Easy. I had about 10, 000 000 in chocolate, so it, that was probably by about <laughs> the day.
1: It's a great day, but it's a very gluttonous day, and people tend to go for walks in the middle of the day or whatever, and. I think that's the healthiest way to approach it and the same with competitive eating. If you're going to do a food challenge, just a local one in a restaurant, give it your best go and then stay active afterwards. Don't lie down, don't sleep on it, just keep active. It's, it's the best way. <laughs> that's the
0: biggest thing I find though for, like, in terms of if I had a, a monstrous meal at Hutong on Monday night in the Shard and they like messed up our order so I ended up with like four main courses and I was like, i was going to eat more anyway. Um, of course because <laughs> I was like, these aren't going back. Um, no. <laughs> and then, like, obviously, it was super bloated afterwards, but then the next day, it just got up and smashed out an hour's cardio on the cross train and just get blood moving around and get, like, digestion going and just waited an hour or two before eating again and it's fine. That's the easiest thing to really is just to get blood circulating around and almost just the movement helps digestion go.
1: Absolutely. So I'm... I, I do it, the thing that we call cardio, I do it, um, I need to do it sometimes, um, but if I've not done a challenge, say for the past two weeks, I, I won't do cardio, I'll try yeah. and avoid it, then when I do a challenge, I would just bang in that morning cardio and mm. I'll feel more vascular, I'll feel tighter over the course of a few days, yeah. day after. The funny thing is, my body's changed massively since I started this, because I used to do um, a cheat meal have a cheat meal do a food challenge which wasn't massive next day I'd wake up vascular like really like lean and yeah. felt good and now I'm starting to feel the hangovers from each one it kind of yeah. it does kind of slow me down a little bit for a couple of days but I think have a good attitude about it like put a big hoodie on and go to the gym you'll be fine just
0: sweat it out
1: just, yeah sweat it really out it feels matter, good like, though
0: a supplement point of view to try and aid digestion or anything like that generally like there are the digestive enzymes. enzymes. Or, yeah.
1: yeah. So digestive enzymes, I would recommend to take. Um, I only really take them with big meals. I I have this thing where I won't do something every single day the same because I feel like my body will get used to it. So if I uh, was that's to my take, digest-
0: a lot. It's, it's as and when and how like you feel. Right, like you're not going to have. Like I don't really recommend a pre-workout to people, but then if on a particular day you're lagging or well, you know you've had a very long day, if you want to have one as a one-off, then it's not the end of the world. But if you do it every day, your body builds up a tolerance to whatever.
1: It is. Exactly just the same nice thing.
0: Pre-workouts, like whatever it is.
1: I see that the same with um, cardio. So I feel yeah. like your body responds so much better to cardio if you allow yourself some time in between. Same as weightlifting. Same yeah. as your sessions. If you give yourself your rest time, your body will react so much better to it. So,
0: that's yeah. It <laughs> in that respect. Now, your records, what are the records
1: you hold? I hold the fastest time to eat a Terry's chocolate orange, which is 65 seconds. Um, and that's from, people always like say, oh, nah, I can do the
0: Men that. and women.
1: The men and women, like across the board. I,
0: I, I fancy go at that. I reckon I could do that.
1: So you have to start with the Terry's chocolate orange in the box.
0: Oh, sealed. Okay. okay. And then so you start unwrapping time.
1: Including unwrapping time.
0: Yeah, I'm clumsy so that probably slowed me down.
1: I think it took me 10 seconds to unwrap
0: alone. The um, the next question, what what do you actually enjoy the food when you're doing these challenges?
1: No, oh, I no. don't taste anything. Yeah. This is another very very common question. I I'm a foodie. I awesome. love food. I would like I find enjoyment in eating good food. And I can really appreciate good food. My mum used to be a chef. So it was was always like a big thing in my house. Um, And I I grew up around good food. So obviously diet restrictions and all of that, growing up, making mistakes and all of that in fitness. And you start to forget how much you enjoy just having a good meal. And it all just becomes chicken, rice and broccoli all the time. And you develop a very, very, Good sense of taste after that. So it like food. It. It's like elite levels of taste of taste testing, <laughs> elite level. So I appreciate food. Now I don't see food challenges as a time for me to enjoy. I see it as a competition. I see yeah. that I have to win, and I go in so fast that I don't see here taste anything during that process. And the interesting thing about all of that is that. I have an ability to switch off my senses yeah. um, when I need to and that hones me in and gets me in a zone and I find that that's...
0: That's a very something. similar aspect to training itself though because like when you're really pushing yourself like I was doing it today but I was training my own which is unusual I had my headphones in it, and it came on some weird music where it skipped track which is from that film um, what's the latest film with Bradley Cooper in it? The uh, like love film and it went on some like really lovey song while I was in the middle of like doing a squat and I was just like Zoning out, and um, yeah, ironic, um, but I know what you mean when, when you're you in the moment. Lady Gaga. It. Yeah, yeah, the one with Lady Gaga. Star is born. That's the one. So uh, the like in those moments where you're pushing yourself, those things like you mentally, I think you put yourself into another place. Whether that's with your eating or training or whatever, you're pushing yourself in some sort of physical yeah. capacity. I guess.
1: I, I always compare it to. Sports. It's, I don't know whether sports people, Olympians, might be offended by it, but <laughs> competitive eating, in a way, is a sport. Um, it's coming into it with the, in, in its own right because obviously there's it's very lucrative. Um, it's a very bizarre. Your prize industry money can win, and, then? Yeah, in the <laughs> states. Excuse in, my naivety, but oh, uh, in this, there's prize money you can win. I've won a thousand pounds before um, okay. to do a really easy challenge but I did it really fast I had to wait till they said the fastest time to do this challenge within this time frame so I went on the last day in the last week and just absolutely smashed it out of the water and won the money it was great um but there is it's very lucrative there's a lot of money that can be won I have no competitive eaters in the states in fact I know all of the the amazing top of the top of the league kind of guys and they win cars, they win holidays, they win mm. Harleys. They, It's just phenomenal. They go and eat 57 donuts but then they get a Harley at the end of it. So it seems a lot, it, it seems very worth it over there.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where everything's beat around better in the States to be fair.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: And so obviously you said the chocolate orange was your, what are your Guinness World Records of 65 seconds? What was the other two?
1: The other two was the fastest time to eat a burrito. Um, I did that in forty-four seconds. The time to I bet be- that was a mess. Um, it's on TV tonight, so if you want to see it, it's on that show. Um,
0: um, uh, I'll stick I- it a record if I don't watch it. I'll check that. Out. <laughs>
1: It's very interesting. I, I for one, uh, don't fancy watching that back. But yeah, um, because it's for Guinness, you have to be very clean. There can't be anything left in your mouth. There can't be anything left on the plate. So any bits of rice I have to pick up. And it it's very, very, um, what's the word? Very precise in what yeah. they need and what they want from you, and you have to sort of jump through very, many, many loops to get what you want, but it's well worth it at the end. Um, and the last one is the fastest time to eat three pickled eggs. This is and so random. yeah, so random. If you go on the Guinness World Record website, it kind of um, gives you a big catalogue of things that you can attempt to do, and some of them you just like. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: I'm mad for a pop tart so if there's a pop tart eating challenge i might have a crack at that but um i think I have I've, got a go. much, I've got too much ocd that it, like it would destroy my physique and digestion in, in one hit though the uh doing one challenge i don't know if i get away with it
1: i would always say that in the short term you feel like there's no way out and i do have that little the very female freak out where I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna really be fat, and I'm never like, I'm gonna be fat overnight, kind of thing. Yeah. But my body always amazes me and how it how it works. Because the body it. is very smart. That's it. Yeah. Your body's not gonna go, oh, this is all we're going to eat now forever, yeah. because yeah. your body knows it's going to eat. So the pop tart, it would just go, that's a lot of sugar, and probably have a little breakdown, and then yeah. it'll be fine, and you'll just process it. And yeah,
0: <laughs> something something like. I've spoken a lot about in recent podcasts about mental health. Have you found, like, it difficult? Like, even, like, personally, myself, I find you make yourself feel guilty sometimes about if you're overeating and things like that. Do you have any ways that you find to cope with these things, particularly, like, being female, like, generally women tend to suffer more with that sort of, uh, like, social pressure in terms of, like, overeating and, like, the way you look? Do you have anything very, that you personally find that's helped or that would help anyone else?
1: Very interesting. I... I find that competitive eaters are a whole different league of person and yeah. they just see things so different. And because wow. I come from a fitness background, I have these thoughts and feelings. I'm also obviously a woman. So I, I yeah, do coming, coming from feel a fitness
0: background in particular as well because you're, yeah. you're used to that extreme. It's like, even I have the same thing where like, you want to look like ridiculous, like stage lean all the time, which although, because your, your sense of reality is warped from where yeah you're used to that look or you've been around a lot of people who look like that when you, the average Joe, you look amazing, but then to your own mind, you want to look like the extreme all the time, even though that's not what other people would want you to look like. If that makes sense.
1: I think luckily for me, I didn't delve too deeply in the competitive world. I competed one time and it was really just to see what it was all about. I was pushed into it at a time when competitive, like um, just bodybuilding for women wasn't very big and, you didn't see many girls in the gym lifting weights, and I was one of very few in that I knew that um, yeah. even went in for these bikini shows. So I did a bikini show. I wasn't too extreme. I I tried not to obsess over it too much, and I figured that the the planes weren't. It wasn't a um, it wasn't a fair game. Let's say because I'm a natural athlete. Of, yeah, it it just is what it is, and like, awesome there's certain things.
0: A lot of politics as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that I just wouldn't do for sport and I decided that wasn't my world. So I didn't get too deep in the whole body image thing. But as a normal woman, I do have these insecurities. I do want to look a certain way, but I found that I've made small progressive moves forward over the past nine years of lifting and I've never gone super lean that I've never come back and felt, Inadequate, I've always been a little bit better. Yeah. So even though I competed in 2013, my physique is a lot better now. I've got muscle maturity. I've got a lot of like lean, like heavy mass that I've had now. It's been for years and then I was a lot thinner. So I feel like as long as you're pushing forward in some way, one cheat meal is not going to hurt you. You will get over it. You just need to get yourself back into your routine and your body will cope with it as and when. And it's interesting because um, my boyfriend is a mental resilience trainer for the army.
0: Okay.
1: That's and he and a yeah, case study then. It's very he's he's great because he gets it almost. He talks to me. So I didn't think that I ever went through these like crazy like emotional changes before doing a food challenge, because obviously you're just eating food, like I just turn up and eat. Surely there's not much in it in it. But just like any other competition, I put my mind through such a state where I do get myself in a proper zone, and then yeah, guys, I freak it's, out
0: it's a pressure,
1: bit. massive pressure, massive. And my last challenge, I was driving to London, and he called me, and actually it was an absolute godsend because he just went through like the motions with me and just kind of said, rationalized it, talked about like when you win, having that like that mindset, so. As much as I think that I do have quite a strong mindset, I do have moments of weakness. But my weakness is caused by my own anxiety to do yeah. well. It's not even the anxiety of like doing something that I've done a million times before. It's the anxiety of not winning. So that is very difficult, and that's something that obviously I have to address myself. I'm actually reading this book too. The
0: book is a complex piece. So, of
1: Yeah, so it's called Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving. It's all about mental resilience, but things in your personality which you've sort of picked up over the years. So I've kind of come to understand my own brain very well, and I would recommend to anybody to pick up a book to understand yourself because things that you've gone through in your life, whether that be um, being bullied at school, to your upbringing, to your childhood, to a lot of people in the gym suffer from all sorts of sort of insecurities and yeah, a lot of
0: very, very funny world that one.
1: Very, very emotionally driven. And you find a lot of interesting characters with very, very like interesting, diverse pasts. And it's the reason why we're all there. And it's the reason why we all try and better ourselves in this like, sort of so outward like bench- way. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Adding that book in terms of mental health, the one I'd highly recommend, well, not mental health, but like understanding yourself is um, a book called how All champions think by yeah. Bob, sorry, Dr. Bob Rossella, which is like fascinating. And a lot, a lot of that, he talks about like, this is like sort of visualization of like achieving your goals. He talks about like, professional golfers. They imagine that they've already won the tournament before they even get there so that they don't feel the pressure of like the shots or anything like that. And it's, it's an interesting way to think about it.
1: That's exactly it. So I think it's visualizing the end goal what you want to happen. It's all about, it's a bit spiritual. It's getting a bit spiritual, but you put it out in the universe and it's going to happen for you. And I think again, I'm I'm, keep going back to the show, but it's at the moment, the biggest thing that's been on my, on on my plate for lack of better phrase (laughs) um, for the past few weeks. (laughs) Pardon the pun. It's awful. Um, so that's been the biggest thing for me at the moment, and the anxiety going into each one of those because I attempted two Guinness World Records, and then I went up against um, an up-and-coming competitive eater in the UK. So obviously, I'm protecting my my crown, if you will. Um, yeah, and it's so difficult because I know that one day someone's going to beat me. I know they will, and I need to prepare that's the point myself. Of the time, isn't
0: it? It's just it's never never you never be the strongest, fastest, best-looking richest and that's thing like people have to leave their ego at the door a bit they're like whether it's professional eating or the gym like you have to just be the best you can be
1: that's it and i think also you need to just do you've got to do your best at any in anything that you do and i see it in competitive eating as well i didn't ever wish for this world on me i didn't ever want for this it's not something i ever aspire to be or pursue so for me it's not like i'm i'm trying to prove myself now i've proved myself and i'm just trying to sort sort of be a um a positive influence on other people because i've made loads of mistakes talk to me about what i've i've made loads of mistakes in terms of my my physique and and training and oh my gosh the amount of days of weeks i've overtrained and things like that and i just look back and i just think if i didn't make all those mistakes how much different would my life be and how much easier how many less injuries would I have
0: yeah it's I um, thing. I said a lot it's like it's that fuck it mentality of like sometimes I did it before I tore my hamstring and I was like something fell off and I was like oh fuck it just do it anyway and then ping and then once you've done that once you get like when that little trigger goes in your brain you're like oh fuck it just do it anyway you're like no just like back off I had like I trained with Dorian Yates about two weeks ago doing legs and my knee started to feel funny about halfway through and oh. I I was like, a lot of people are going to watch this video. I was like, I can't bottle it. And then I was like, this is not, this is not on. So I was like, I had to like swap out what I was doing. And like, but in hindsight, I'm very glad I did because regardless of sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 people are going to watch it or not, like tearing your knee ligament for the sake of a video is rather stupid. So you have to be smart, listen to your body and like, because as we were saying earlier, just leave your ego at the door and just be mindful of how you feel and how, how your body is um, As much
1: as we want to be inspirational as, as people and as You're people to that blind, are... Don't be blind, stupid. Yeah. And a lot of the people that watch you and follow you and admire you are not going to be able to lift as much as you do. And that is not something that they probably will attain at that point. So you saying this is too much and walking away from it is yeah, a very good, good example to set... Absolutely. And that, that was interesting.
0: I, kind of, I had a few people troll me on YouTube, and I had to, i gave it back at them a little bit on like comments because I was just like, I'm "Like, <laughs> it's—it's like, it's just one of
1: YouTube those." YouTube is savage. YouTube is a savage. I don't know
0: why it's so much worse than some of the other platforms. I never really get any hate on Instagram or anything else. Just YouTube yeah. to, like give you a bit of grief for some reason.
1: YouTube, I used to get a lot of grief um, when I first started my channel. I people used to, gave me such a hard time, but. Now, I think over the years, I've just kind of earned my respect and, and the people that would like constantly troll, I just block them, yeah. straight block. No responses, no rising. I think with YouTube, it's more of a, it's more of a social platform for people to communicate with other people Before that are into me. the same videos. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that lack of interaction, they will have any kind of debate, whether it be a positive one or a negative one. And I've come to learn that, whether it's good or bad, people are always going to talk and let them, let them yeah. watch your videos, let them comment, let them not subscribe, but always.
0: The funny irony is, is like, if you don't like it, you're wasting your life watching me rather than the other way around, my friend. So.
1: Absolutely. And if they dislike the video, it's still more algorithm for you yeah. and all the way that it works is completely bizarre. But with YouTube it is a very brutal platform. And I think eventually over time you kind of establish your own, um, audience and when you have that solid audience then it's like wildfire and you yeah. get like a load of encouragement and as long as you don't do things people tried to call me out saying that I was cheating on food challenges and it was like I can't do anything else I'm not some like master like editor yeah. I'm very like rudimentary you photoshopped
0: all the food it's disappeared
1: <laughs> it's like bang <laughs> it's all, all some magic like it's all magic but yeah, now not so much. I think it's just time with YouTube and you get a really good audience eventually.
0: With, um, with obviously the eating side of things, it's like a person I get to see, like it triggers me a little bit when I start eating a bit of junk food. Do you find that it puts you on a track to like want to start not binge eating, but like say at the weekend, say if you've done a, uh, I don't know, you've had a Terry's chocolate orange challenge and you've eaten one. Does it set you off to go on a rampage? You want to go and eat loads or you have you managed to sort of control that? Like...
1: I have contained my elite levels of greed, which I have deep down inside of me. That's a good we phrase, elite
0: levels it. of greed. I'll, t- I'll take that. That's
1: me. You take that, you can have it. Um, since I was very, very young, I could always eat a lot of food. I was always a, just a greedy kid. I could sit and eat something. If I enjoyed it, I would just sit and eat it without exactly even same. thinking. That's
0: why it- I was like, great right, as a child, and that's why I'm so like mentally warped now and having to be in shape all the time, probably.
1: Um, yeah I think it does play a part but I think if you learn that control which I think is the bodybuilding side of it so that's very much control so you've started to take over that in effect child is like no you will not eat that you, you, go, the other,
0: you go the other aspect of like ultimate discipline almost
1: that's it so you, you discipline yourself and I think over the past few years and especially now where I'm mean, enjoying my life a little bit more because obviously doing these massive challenges I thought that I'd be like way the other end of the spectrum and it completely destroyed my physique yeah. um, it hasn't and i'm still managing to hang in there i realize that i am literally towing like i am like walking the tightrope every single time i do a challenge in terms of my like own mental state and i do it for the win i do it for a job and i see it as that and if I was to choose the food that I eat, I wouldn't choose to do a metre long chili dog. That to me is disgusting. So I actually get. Here's a question: food.
0: If you could do a food challenge on any food, what would it be?
1: Um.
0: Gosh, I've got me something.
1: Yeah, there's. I think that I I really idealize doing like a big dessert challenge. So maybe like a big platter of like different desserts, but they have mm-hmm. to be like on point. Yeah, but I love a. I love a good burger. So I would do like, instead of doing one of those massive burgers, I'd probably like do loads like. smaller ones. Yeah, but all different flavors. Yeah. Love that. That's a um, So that would be my thing. But yeah, I, I mean, I do challenges that I feel awful afterwards and I don't really want to eat or look at food for like the, the next day. You or eat so. the next day? I listen to my body. So I work very intuitively after you're I do the food challenge. You're
0: hungry almost
1: means when my body says you're hungry, it means I'm hungry.
0: And so you must I would fluid up high or massive water to trying to flush everything through, sort of?
1: I am a big water drinker and I am an advocate for it. I drink I know this is a lot, but six to eight litres of water a day. Water um, is huge. if I go to the gym, I will like I'll be up to eight litres. If I'm yeah. not I'm six and I just I really believe that keep flushing out toxins. And I take um, a vitamin C I drink the effervescent, and I find that's very good also for flushing out water weight. So again, from a cheat meal, from a challenge, you tend to store water—that extra weight that you don't need to be holding—and so I think if you flush that out, the quicker you do that, it is just digestion you have to focus on. Then, as long as you keep flushing out, then you're good, and that's what I think. I think that's helped me a lot over the years.
0: No, I'm exactly saying. I think the other like a herbal supplement you can take that i found personally works with water retention is uh, dandelion root tends to work particularly well
1: yeah I had it for years I've also had um there are water tablets you can just buy from the supermarket which also work quite well um I I don't again I don't recommend taking it all the time I think if you're doing a big sodium-based meal or challenge or
0: fries or something like that yeah
1: yeah yeah, I find I get like super thirsty after even just having a cheat meal, just a very standard, very tame cheat meal. I get very thirsty because my, my diet in the week doesn't have a lot of sodium in it. So mm. the minute I take in that sodium, my body's like thirsting. Really cool.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. So to wrap things up, what would be your number one tip then to recover from a binge eat for anyone who's who's gone overboard at the weekend?
1: God. my number one tip is to stay active keep doing what you're doing stay on your mm-hmm. routine and don't don't be demoralized by that feeling because it's temporary so mm-hmm. get over that temporary feeling get yourself back to 100% the next day and you've got an excuse and you've got to hit the gym hard the next exactly. day you've yeah, the way scary. I like it
0: you've got fuel in the fire so get your ass in there and get burning it back off again so use
1: it that's it that's it use it because you do feel stronger so
0: glycogen's yeah, yeah. refilled so fuel in that's the it um, no and how can anyone find you obviously on all your social channels
1: um my social media is shut official um if you search s-h-u-t i tend to come up i'm the only Leah shut in the world I'll,
0: I'll, I'll put it in the in the show notes and the captions so people can find you and what's your your youtube channel as okay, well
1: thank you my youtube channel again search my name Leah shut and i am the only one so yeah me. I might
0: me. have to get involved in the food challenge I'm going to have a look for a pop tart one that's, that's my uh, that's my gig So let's
1: collab if, if you're into it let's do a collab
0: <laughs> I might Move have to wait after me. the summer where I'm, I'm less bothered about like falling apart <laughs> uh, if, if you find me well I might turn up but um, <laughs> uh, it's been, been an absolute pleasure to have you on and oh, uh, thank you for having me what's your what's your next challenge coming up
1: I haven't actually got anything planned I've started a new series on YouTube where I'm I'm kind of doing a Trip advisor videos where I go yeah. to the three of the best pizza places, burger places, um, best place to get coffee and cake in Birmingham, and I'm just going to document that now. So it is travelling to the best of and showing everyone where they need to be eating.
0: Okay, I need, I need to check those out because I need some tips for that as well. So, uh, absolutely oh, yeah. pleasure to have you on and uh, I'm sure everyone, can, everyone will check you out. So, good luck with the show tonight. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
0: Pleasure. Bye.